You are Locked On Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres Podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Wednesday, March 24th. As always, I am your host with sometimes, occasionally, but certainly not always, the most, Javier Reyes. You might be familiar with some of my baseball-related work at places like Baseball FYI and Friars on Base, or my more pop culture-related work at places like Nerdist, Mental Floss, Film Cred, Film Inquiry, Bloody Disgusting, and Inverse, and more. But of this here Lockdown Padres podcast, though, you guys can check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my personal account, which is at Javapeno, and that's spelled J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. And if you feel so inclined, you can hit me up on either of those two accounts with any questions, comments, or concerns that you might have, and I'll do my very best to answer them and maybe even answer them here on the show. Today's episode, though, guys, and it's important to mention this, today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app from the iOS App Store and find one of our Locked On Rooms. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. And, guys, officially the tweet is out on the old account. You can check it out if you'd like. Send me some of your questions because this Friday, 5.30 p.m. ET, I will be going live on Locker Room. Very, very fun. Very, very fun. I just wanted to point that out at the beginning of the pod. It's going to be a lot of fun. Make sure to download the app. But before we get into the crux of today's Division Day pod, we are talking about yesterday's spring training action. Before we get into it, that's right. You don't get to hear Mr. Ryan Laddick of Locked on Rockies just yet. Firstly, I want to uh, recap a couple of things that have happened because, believe it or not, we do have some news. Yesterday, the Padres played the Cincinnati Reds. They won by a score of 5-4. Mackenzie Gore pitched this game. He went three and two-thirds, giving up two runs on three hits with a walk and two Ks. Overall, he looked he looked okay by most accounts. By all the reports, they were saying they were looking for him to get balls a little bit more over the plate, you know, make sure that his control was okay. And he kind of succeeded in that effort. It would be at this point a little bit. I, I'd be I'd be kind of surprised if he does make the opening day roster. I think they're going to keep him down there for at least the first half of the season and see how things play out. Give him some more time um, at alternate sites and spring training and just not spring training and minors. You know, keep him down there for a little bit longer. Um, but still, nice to see that. My boy Tim Hill doing two Tim Hill things and just two thirds of an inning, walking two, striking out two, no runs though. I don't know. It's just fun that that little stat line. Um, there was RBIs from Tucapita Marcano, who continues to have a great spring. Manny Machado had one, along with Eric Hosmer and Will Myers. And Tommy Pham kept up this hot streak. He's batting 300 on the spring, and you know. He's doing good. The, the the man has been playing well. I think ever since he's basically changed his contact lenses, he got his correct prescription, all that stuff. He's been raking something like 11 hits in his last 22 at bats. He's been awesome, man. Not sleep on that guy. He's going to be great. Um, but that's really. And then in terms of Marcano, I don't think he's going to make the team. Although he really did make a good a good case for it. If not for the depth of the Padres, I think there might have been a chance that he makes that opening day roster. Uh, but in terms of what else was important. That's basically it. No, wait. Of course, that's not it, guys. The biggest thing that happened yesterday is Fernando Tatis Jr. We all held our collective breaths, all right, after he was removed from the game after making a throw to first base. It was a left shoulder injury, described as a left shoulder injury, but it was downplayed after he left uh, Kevin A.C. of the San Diego Union Tribune reports. According to A.C., multiple sources had sighs of relief after the initial examination, with one person saying Tatis is in quotes, fine. 
Then in an update on that, as I basically just started recording, um, basically they said uh, Padres manager Jace Tingler, he said Wednesday that Tatis is doing well, in quotes, and could rejoin the team's Cactus League lineup in the next day or two. Kevin Acey of the San Diego Tribune also reports. Um, Okay. Uh, Apparently he also lobbied that he wanted to play Wednesday, which doesn't surprise me, but God dang it, I've seen enough, shut him down. Um, I'm going to move on. I'm going to move on because I don't think there's any analysis you need from me there. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? You don't need any analysis. The only thing I could say is we're a week from away from opening day. A lot of injuries have already, you know, befallen the Padres. Most of them have been, you know, we've recovered from them. But still, let's like, you know, let's just hold. Come on, baby, hold together. As Han Solo would say in the uh, Star Wars A New Hope. Um, and then in terms of the last uh, bit of news, more thing on injuries, uh, Austin Nola with his finger injury appeared to be a full participant in all of Catcher Jill's germ workout on Tuesday. Though he's still nursing a fractured middle finger on his left catching hand, Nola doesn't appear to be experiencing any pain when he's behind the plate. So, all of a sudden, the it, it looks like Austin Nola could be ready for opening day. At least we know he's, even if it's not necessarily opening day, opening series, that's nothing too, too serious. At least that's the direction that seems to be trending. At least for now. I'm hoping that... He's okay. Granted, I do think that this isn't the usual state of the catcher. I actually think Caratina might have been able to fill in okay. Like I said, he had one year where his on base was around 340, 350. So that's good. You know, it's, you could do a lot worse, especially with the two guys we've had uh, jumbled around the past few years with uh, Mejia and Austin Hedges. But doesn't seem to be heading that way. It seems like we're okay. Everything's holding together for now. The biggest thing news left is um, Denelson Lamette, who at the time of me recording, has not pitched yet. It is a game against the Giants tonight at 10.05 p.m., which is going to be well after this podcast finally drops. So stay tuned for Thursday. I'll talk a little bit more about that and see if there's any reports and you know give you the news update, I guess. Give you the news update if anything happens with Denelson Lamette's start. Otherwise, will he be in the opening day kind of rotation? We'll just have to see. Um, but that basically does it for my thoughts on that, guys. Now, before we get into the division day, I need to talk to you about some important stuff. I got to reiterate it. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with me, other fans, even athletes and insiders in real time about your favorite team or sport. I will be hosting rooms for Locked On Padres, obviously, because that's the name of uh, my podcast, once a week. And yes, you can finally join in on the conversation you listen to here on this whole podcast every day. You know, you listen to this podcast every day. Why not tune in once a week? With my live show, and then I'll let you in. I, I just have to like accept your request. It'll be great. I love interacting with you guys. You'll find just fans just like you in the locker room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and of course, reacting to big news or rumors. And as I said at the top of this episode, be sure to join me this week, this Friday, 5.30 p.m. I'm going to be going live. Uh, it's going to be great. It's going to be called Lockdown Padres Friday Mailbag. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really excited uh, because I really think that the last one was great. But anyway, go to download the free Locker Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. Be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the NFL, MLB, NHL group for the latest league updates. Follow me at Javier Reyes, all, you know, no caps or anything like that. When my room goes live, I know you won't want to miss it. Locker Room, changing the way we talk about sports. And now, guys, even more importantly, I have to talk to you about built bars guys you know i've talked about them from the mountaintops i've said it from mount olympus itself high fiber high protein low sugar low calorie best tasting protein bars on the market but now guys it's time for your the today's edition of built bar madness 
Today's matchup is cookies and cream versus coconut almonds. Oh boy. Now this, I would argue this is the, the toughest matchup I've done yet. Let me tell you, this is the toughest matchup I've ever done. Cookies and cream real good. And coconut almonds, while coconut isn't necessarily my favorite thing, usually I did love the coconut flavor for the Built Bar. I think I'm actually going coconut almond. I'm forgetting a little bit about what uh, cookies and cream tastes like. I have a feeling cookies and cream is going to win anyway, but I just thought coconut almond specifically. Not just the coconut, but coconut almond. A little bit more flavor for me. Just a little bit more for me. But anyway, guys, that's my take on today's matchup. If you want to follow along with the rest of the bracket, go to BuiltBar.com or at Bar underscore Built on Twitter. Remember to use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order at BuiltBar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar of them all. And one last thing, guys, get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And now, guys, with that all out of the way, sorry about that. Uh, let's get talking with Ryan Latica. Locked On Rockies, baby. Crossover time. Here we go. All right, everybody. As promised, as prophesized, it is arguably... I, I, I'm i going to say it. I might be more excited for this crossover than I was with Jeff. One, because Jeff is a super villain and an evil, evil man. And also because it's, you know, the Dodgers. But it's we've got we've got a special one today. We're talking with Ryan Latica of Locked On Rockies. <laughs> and I'm just I'm already laughing because I just think this is going to be a hoot. First of all, though, Ryan, how are you doing? I'm doing all right, man. How's, how, are, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I feel like this is a crossover that the world has been anticipating greatly. I think the millions to the millions of viewers out there or listeners out there. It's just the Rockies, they um look, there are bad teams in baseball, right? There are some bad teams. But then there are the not to, not to go Billy Bean and Moneyball on it, but then there are the the really bad teams and then there's the Rockies. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, first of all just like what is the current like headspace that you're in right now i guess as a rockies fan heading into the season yeah um heading into this season i mean i've said it you know a bunch of times before but uh honestly you know i'm i'm pretty hard pressed to find a more hopeless feeling heading into a season than how the organization is set up right at this moment like it's honestly that's the best word for it it's just honestly hopeless at this moment in time it's 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 that simple this is really rough man because even even in my life as a fan, you know, if well, you grow up being, you never had to worry. Okay, you missed the playoff, whatever. You know that there's like stuff around the horizon, right? Then maybe the Chargers. I'm growing up with them, and yeah, you're miserable, but at least you know you have Philip Rivers, and now we have Justin Herbert. Shout out to my husband. But then, then there's teams where I don't know. Should, let's. I think we should start by just recapping off seasons, right? I think we should start <laughs> by saying let's recap off seasons. We'll start with you. What was the biggest thing that happened this offseason, Ryan? <laughs> well, obviously, the uh, the Rockies signing Greg Bird was the biggest thing that happened this offseason. <laughs> oh, I forgot they did that. <laughs> Greg Bird. Nothing, nothing else happened this oh offseason, Javi. Nothing else happened. That was it. Oh, my God. Greg Bird. I remember that dude. Just I feel like it's relevant because we're in spring training. I remember that dude was batting like 490 in spring training this one year for the Yankees and that everyone got excited. I think he hit like 120 for a month or something like that as a regular season. Just for an idea for everybody that thinks that spring trade is a good predictor of yeah. regular season stats. But Ryan, let's just 
I feel like we got to get into it. Yeah. Talk about them. Talk about the misery. <laughs> the Padres fans, they want to hear it. Um, I hope they're not mean about it, but, you know, I know it's got a dark, so just just go ahead. Yeah, um, you know, the the Rockies, you know, obviously, you know, I mean, everybody knows at this point, but the uh, they 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 salary dumped the best third baseman in baseball um, to the St. Louis Cardinals. They sent Nolan Arenado on a plane to St. Louis with a bag full of fifty one million dollars to play for the St. Louis Cardinals. And the Rockies will be paying Nolan Arenado to play for the St. Louis Cardinals. That $51 million is spread out over the course of the next, like, four or five years. Um, And, you know, this was a culmination of essentially, you know, a relationship between a front office who, you know, makes every single – not just Rockies fans, but a front office that makes – you know, rival executives across baseball scratch their heads. I mean, you know, I, I was telling you this, you know, before we started recording, um, Nick Groke and Ken Rosenthal published a piece just this morning as we're recording on Monday, the 22nd, um, where, I mean, they, they quoted, or they didn't, they didn't name who it was, but they quoted a rival executive saying that this is one of the weirdest organizations to deal with. Um, and, you know, this is just, you know, this was the culmination of a relationship between this, you know, totally, bizarre front office who thinks that they're the smartest guys in the world. They don't need, they don't need to listen to anybody. They know what they're doing. Um, you know, the relationship between that front office and the best player in baseball had just been souring ever since Nolan signed that extension in 2019 in spring training. Um, and it culminated with this, the, uh, the salary dump of Nolan Arnato for, you know, a couple you know, four middling prospects, not one single top 100 prospect in baseball and Austin Gomber, who is relatively unproven at the major league level. Cheese Louise Austin Gomber <laughs> Gomber. I mean, just they, say that last name. That's it's the Gomber trade. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's, that's it, what... yeah. It's essentially, and I feel bad for the dude, honestly, because he's gonna yeah. always have that baggage attached to him. He's gonna be the guy that Nolan Arenado is traded for, um, and I honestly feel bad for him because I mean, he's just living it up in St. Louis. He's pitching for the Cardinals. You know, he's he's in a great place. He's in a great baseball town. And all of a sudden he gets shipped off to Colorado who, you know, a team with absolutely no direction at this point. I mean, honestly, can you, can you see any kind of direction that the Rockies have right now? They have a farm system that is consistently ranked among the worst in baseball by any major rank, you know, rankings, baseball prospectus, MLB pipeline. Um, They just traded away Nolan Arenado. Trevor story is only under contract for this season. And John Heyman tweeted a couple weeks ago that they don't even have the budget to extend Trevor story. So it looks like he's going to be gone. Not that Trevor story would want to stick around anyway. I, you know, I highly doubt that he would, but it's like, this team just doesn't seem like it has a direction at this point. It's like just totally pointless directionless baseball team who is about to lose Trevor story after this upcoming season as well. So (laughs) it's, it feels like Ryan, what you're trying to say is that the only highlight of the Rockies off season was Woody page asking on the zoom call. (laughs) If you guys considered firing yourselves, that sounds like the only good thing that's happened. Woody Page and uh, Mark Kisler, who writes for the Denver Post, and also Mark Herrig, who wrote for The Athletic. Those are the only three guys in that press conference who, you know, asked any kind of really tough questions. And I really appreciated that. You know, you, if, if you haven't read Mark Herrig's piece mm-hmm. about the Rockies after that af- after that press conference, he, he published it on The Athletic as well. You should, because it's worth it. Um, but, you know, I mean... Yeah, Woody Page asking Dick Monfort if he had considered firing Jeff Breidich and then if he had considered firing himself. And that was the other <laughs> thing, too. It's like, you know, OK, Dick Monfort has not considered has has 
he apparently has considered firing himself, which, you know, I don't even know what that means to be quite honest with you. But <laughs> um, the fact that he said that he is not, he is not considered firing Jeff Breidich, even after all this. And this is something mm-hmm. that was also published in this, um, in this piece on the athletic earlier this morning. I mean, they, they, they detailed all the Rockies free agency moves under Jeff Breidich since 2015. They have combined for $303 million and negative 3.4 fan graphs wins above replacement. And there's no <laughs> thought in the world to firing the general manager. He's able to misplace, misuse $300 million, $300 million for a collective minus three fan graphs wins above replacement. And there's no thought at all to firing him. Whoa, hold up just a second, guys. I need to talk to you about betonline.ag. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. BetOnline even covers awards. TV shows and reality TV, real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. How many things in life are free? Not many. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. And make sure to use the promo code Locked On. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. I mean, jeez, dude. I mean, it's just. Oh my God. I mean, it's dark. This is, this is a, a hapless, not even hapless. This is a, it's a void. Yeah. It's a void of despair over in Colorado. And it's really crazy to think that I feel like Rockies fans would have been like, all right, this sucks, but give us like a top prospect for Arenado. Like if you made the deal with the dot with the Dodgers and they gave you like Gavin Lux or something like that in return, you're at least like, Okay, it's something, but Austin Gomber and it's a salary. You're paying some of the money. It's they, it's they got, when you, they got oh my Cardinals God. Number three third base prospect. They couldn't even get the Cardinals number one or two third base prospect in that deal. <laughs> Elahiris Montero is the number three third base prospect in that organization. It's the the whole like the the press and some of the who were kind of, they finally like asked that room with Woody Page. They finally like asked like the hard hitting questions. It reminded me in a small way. It's just, you know, when someone's just talking nonsense and you realize that moment in the room where nobody's just going to say anything. It's like, but it's like extreme. It's not like, oh, I think, you know, one of the Mad Max movies is better than one of them. It's no, it's like something crazy. So I remember in like in college, I'm sitting there and this guy's like, yeah, Leo is a terrible actor. And then the, the teacher, the teacher was saying that. And I, I later figured out that this is a bit of his. He, he he enjoyed doing this with all of his classes to see who talked. And nobody was like saying anything. They're like, mm, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> and eventually I snapped. I'm like, honestly, not paying attention. It was like an easy class. And I'm just like on my phone, probably checking my fantasy baseball team. And eventually I was just like, wait a minute, <laughs> what's going on here? <laughs> like, this is out of control. Uh, like, someone needs to say something. Someone needs to do something. I'm wondering, you know, the Rockies... I guess they're in they're in this such a, a dark place. Like, what even is the upside for this team? Is there any upside for this team this year? None. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, you could. I mean, yeah, you could. You know, really, you know, kind of cherry pick and look through. You know, some of the the smaller storylines in spring training. Um, I mean, you know, and it's like even Brendan Rogers. You know, the the Rockies former overall, you know, top prospect. I mean, he just suffered a an injury to his hamstring. He's going to be sidelined for at least a month, you know. So it's like Brendan Rodgers, who finally has an opportunity after Nolan's traded, 
you know, that opens up a spot on the infield, you know, likely it'll shift Ryan McMahon over to third base. That gives Brennan Rodgers finally an everyday, you know, place to play at the major league level at second base. Uh, he has nothing more to prove in the minor leagues. Um, and now he's, you know, he's turning into the next David Dahl. You know, David Dahl can never stay healthy. Now Brendan Rodgers, again, is hurt after being hurt much of last year as well. Um, you know, and, he, you know, he's he's supposed to be sidelined at least a month. So, I mean, who knows when we're going to get Brendan Rodgers back. But, uh, I mean, you know, yeah, it's, it, you know, it's like little storylines, you know, here and there that you can kind of look for. You know, hopefully Ryan McMahon cuts down his strikeout rate, which has been astronomically high the last couple of years. Um, you know, I mean, obviously he'll be taking over for Nolan at third base. Um, but I mean, honestly, yeah, it's just, you know, there's not really a whole lot of a whole lot of hope going into, you know, the the near future, not just 2021, but beyond with the Rockies um, and really kind of the common sentiment among Rockies Twitter. You know, a lot of the people that I follow on Twitter um, is that and this is something that I believe, too, is that the Rockies just they're, they're just not going to they're not going to be able to return to contention until they have new ownership and new general manager. Uh, a new a new regime in the front office because these guys obviously they they don't feel like they have to listen to anybody they they know what they're doing they don't have to answer to anybody um you know it's all just part of this bigger you know greater plan that they have that they don't need to explain and you know it's everybody else can see that it's just it's nonsense i mean they don't know what they're doing and so this is just kind of the hopeless feeling where this is just not going to change until they have a new owner who, you know, decides to stop acting as the president of baseball ops as well. And a new general manager who, you know, is not going to misplace $300 million for negative wins above replacement, according to fan graphs. That's like really hard to do. That's yes. really because usually it's yes. like, oh, maybe we only got like two, you know, or three war. Like it's bad, you know, when you only have that. But you're telling me you got in the negatives like that's like getting ne- negative fantasy points with your quarterback in football. Like for anybody who knows, it's really hard for that to happen. <laughs> Usually, yeah. if they just pass for one TD, they'll at least be above zero or negative. Shout out Baker me, Mayfield what, a couple years just, ago. Let me just read you some of these names, okay? <laughs> this is this is Rockies and free agency under Jeff Breidich. This is from that athletic article. I'm just going to read you some names, okay, just to refresh your memory. Keep going, man. Keep going. Since, Keep the since, trade since going. The 2015 season. Daniel Descalso. This is in 2015. Daniel Descalso, Latroy Hawkins, Nick Hundley, and Kyle Kendrick. Okay, those are the four in 2015. Kyle Kendrick, the worst of all, a one-year, $5.5 million contract for minus 0.9 wins above replacement. Okay, so that's 2015. Then you got 2016, Jason Mott, Gerardo Parra, Chad Qualls, and Mark Reynolds. So Gerardo Parra, I mean, he he was really bad his first year. He you know he kind of started to you know get a little bit better the last couple of years of his career, and he was the only Rocky who hit in that in that playoff series against the Brewers was Gerardo Parra. That was it. Um, <laughs> and you know Gerardo Parra, I mean, he's a great clubhouse guy. I I, I don't really like to hate on Gerardo Parra that much. Um, but then in 2017, you got Alexi Amarista. You got the really big kicker, Ian Desmond, for $70 million over five years, which that was just a disaster. (laughs) Then you got Mike Dunn and Greg Holland. Greg Holland actually turned out pretty well. He kind of fizzled over the, uh, you know, over the last month of that 2017 Mm -hmm. season. But I mean, Greg Holland made the all-star team with the Rockies in 2017. Um, And then in 2018, you got the, uh, the super bullpen experiment. That was just a miserable failure. You got Wade Davis, Jake McGee and Brian Shaw, $106 million. Um, Chris Iannetta, who is just a disaster offensively, and he wasn't that great defensively either. And then Carlos Gonzalez, was he re-signed on a one-year deal in 2018. And then you have Daniel Murphy in 2019, who was the last major league free agent that the Rockies have signed. 
The Rockies have not signed a, a major league free agent since Daniel Murphy in 2019. Daniel Murphy. That that schmuck. Oh my God. <laughs> so yeah, man, it's dark. And it's so funny, like, because <laughs> I imagine the Padres fans listening to this, it is the complete antithesis of what's happened with my team. My team, and I'm not trying to gloat. My team is the complete opposite. There's like competent ownership somehow. There's yeah. like from everything from you know, just with small stuff, man. You know, you got oh, Tatis is on MLB 21 the show, and you know, uh, uh, you see AJ probably speaking in Spanish. He's bilingual, and it's like, oh my god, they don't manipulate Tatis's service time. All this stuff, and meanwhile, you guys are like, yeah, our guy we signed for seventy million dollars is also opting out of this season. And you know, I'm a fan of Ian Desmond. Um, it's hard to explain why, but it basically has to do with a fight I got into with a friend. Years ago, who swore he was terrible for fantasy baseball, and I told him that's a lie. He gets 25 home runs and 20 steals, dang it. And then they didn't believe me, and then he had that one great season in Texas. But a flawed player, I guess you could say, to yeah, be Ian sure. Des- the whole thing with Ian Desmond <laughs> is he was signed, you know, not in small part due to his, you know, quote-unquote clubhousiness, you know, his his veteran <laughs> presence and his, you know, yeah. clubhouse-ness, you know, and, you know, how, how you know, his character, essentially. Um, and, you know, I don't think that that should go, you know, unnoticed because I mm-hmm. do believe that Ian Desmond is, a, I mean, he's he's a phenomenal guy, you know, and I've said on my podcast before, if Ian Desmond was as good on the baseball field as he was a human being, he'd be Mike Trout on the baseball mm-hmm. field. I mean, he's, he's a phenomenal guy, but Ian Desmond, I mean, he's a ground ball machine. He hits it. He, he beats the, the ball into the ground 60 percent of the time. You know, and he's not a first baseman. They, they originally signed him to play first base. He had never played first base in his career. And, you know, obviously, you know, predictably that turned out very poorly for the Rockies. Um, and they signed him for 50 million, you know, 70 million dollars to do that. You know, and now he's I mean, can you even really like think about it? Like, what is Ian Desmond's actual position at this point? Because I was thinking about this last week. I don't know if I could give you what Ian Desmond's actual position is at this point in time. Um, and obviously, you know, he he just opted out of the 2021 season as well. Um, he didn't definitively say he wasn't coming back, but I'm not sure that he will. Um, but like, you know, that's just a microcosm of, you know, just the, you know, the head scratching moves that this, that this, you know, front office makes. <laughs> and cut everybody. That is it for part one, only part one of my division day crossover with Mr. Ryan Latica. Before we talk about the future of this pod and what's going on, guys, today is the day, March 24th. Not only was it Division Day, but the Lockdown MLB podcast begins its division preview series starting now. It's all on the Lockdown MLB podcast feed right now. You just got to search it up and you'll find it. Every episode from now until the 31st features in-depth looks at each team in every division. So follow Lockdown MLB on the Rayo.com app or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to do that, guys. In terms of the rest of this week, we've had a little bit of a little bit of a scheduling change. So tomorrow's episode is going to be me discussing the Francisco, or I'm sorry, the the, the Nelson Lamette uh, spring training start, see if there's any cool update on that. Talking about that, and then we're going to be posting part two of my archived locker room. I guess you could say it's like an archived locker room. Um, it's really fun, and I just wanted to post that because I wanted you guys to have an idea of exactly what it was. I won't be posting most 
of the locker room uh, archives, like my recordings. Most of them I probably won't. It'll probably be a live exclusive thing. But I just felt like the first one, I should just give you guys an idea of how much fun it really is. So that should be a lot of fun. And then for Friday, I'm going to be posting part two of this year crossover. So Emily Nyman, it turns out we had a little bit of scheduling mishap, but it's okay. She's still coming on the podcast, just not this week. That'll be next week. Hopefully, uh, hopefully next week. We'll see uh, how that all shakes down. But don't worry, she will be on the podcast for sure. Really excited about uh, talking with her. And we got all sorts of other things planned, some division preview stuff, really great stuff, really good stuff, I think anyway, but I'll admit I'm biased. So uh, with all that being said, guys, that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, the only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, Overcast, wherever, just where. Ever, guys. And while you're at it, send me some five-star reviews on the Apple Podcast app. Maybe even write in the review your your a question you might have, and I might even answer on the show. Or put on your Twitter, your Twitter handle, and I'll shout you out. Does it sound like I'm desperate for reviews? Maybe just a little bit, maybe just a little bit. But until next time, stay safe and of course stay faithful. My Friar Faithful homies, take care.